You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 218. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. I have a question for you. How do you think artificial intelligence is going to affect you, your project managers, the people on your teams, your organization? Gartner has predicted that by 2030, upwards of 80% of project management work will be automated by artificial intelligence. Although 80% is arguably a bit extreme, especially if you're focused on all of the relationship building and stakeholder engagement you should be, but I expect that will be at least 50% and very likely more than that. So how will AI affect project managers and PMOs and what can you do to get ready? Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by I am absolutely thrilled to talk about my extraordinary partnership with Planisware. Let me take a moment to share why they are not just your typical project management tool. At PMO Strategies, delivering exceptional results to our clients is at the core of everything we do. And Planisware has the exact same mindset. What sets Planisware apart is their unwavering commitment to customer success. They don't just provide a program management software. They invest in building a genuine partnership with their customers, just like we do. Their solutions cover all project and portfolio use cases, and you are sure to find the right tool for your PMO. In Planisware, your achievement will be their achievement, which is what matters so much for us. Their customer-centric approach makes them a dependable partner in your PMO strategy for the long term. Visit planisware.com today and unlock your project management potential. Okay, let's dive in. How will AI affect project managers and PMOs going forward? With me today to talk about this is my friend, Scott Ambler. Scott Ambler is an agile data coach and consulting methodologist with Ambisoft, leading the evolution of the agile data and agile modeling methods. Scott was the co-creator of PMI's Disciplined Agile Toolkit and helps organizations around the world to improve their way of working and ways of thinking. Scott is an international keynote speaker and the co-author of over 25 books, including Choose Your Wow, Refactoring Databases, Agile Modeling, Agile Database Techniques, and the Object Primer third edition. And I have to say, wow, I am totally impressed with that because I have been working so hard on one book, just one. And I am wildly impressed that you have managed to co-create 25 books. That's quite impressive. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here, Laura. Oh my goodness. So, all right, well, let's just dive in because I know that there are people on the edge of their seat right now trying to find out if their jobs are going to be replaced by AI and what's to come for project managers and PMOs, strategy delivery, transformation teams. How is AI going to possibly affect this space? 
Yeah, so good news, bad news. I think the good news is that it's highly unlikely that you're going to be replaced by a single AI or a single robot. For PMs, it's mostly an AI issue rather than a robot issue, but still, you never know. And (laughs) but it will be death by a thousand cuts. So Mm. I just can't imagine anybody is going to write a project management AI robot-y thing to replace project managers. Could happen, but I wouldn't be worried about that. But I wouldn't be worried about the fact that AI is being used to automate a lot of the tasks that project managers do, or at least to assist in them. I'm sure you've heard of a co-pilot functionality where you're doing your work and then the AI is sitting there watching and providing help. So for example, when you're using your phone and you're typing and you get uh, word suggestions and all that sort of stuff, well, that's AI. So what's happening is that sort of technology has been greatly enhanced and is now being used to write paragraphs and to write sentences or give you ideas. You're putting together a schedule and you're doing whatever you're doing and it's providing suggestions and it's filling out parts of the schedule for you. This is going to become more and more common. So you're going to see AI technology augmenting the work of project managers and in general, the work of white collar workers. So it's a very exciting time. So it really is death by a thousand cuts. All the vendors, I was sitting in on a webinar earlier today. It was a summary of what's going on in the AI space, like what's going on this month in the AI space. And it was incredible. And all these vendors are adding AI-based functionality into their offerings. Interesting. Oh yeah. Whatever tools you're using today, the new version will come out and you'll see a 10, 15% productivity enhancement through AI. Microsoft just recently announced how they're putting uh, co-pilot technology into Microsoft Office. Just this generic improvement will be impressive, let alone specific things such as co-pilots for doing scheduling, for example, or doing uh, risk assessment and good things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity. So basically... Any task that's repetitive or requires number crunching or information gathering is fair game to be automated by AI. And that's a lot of project management. Well, and it really is. And I am actually really excited about this because for far too long, I feel like project managers, many of them have felt that their job was and their value was tied to filling out templates or putting tasks in a schedule or running around and chasing people to get information or making the kind of lower level decisions about projects and progress. And I would love to see all of that automated and streamlined. I have a computer science degree. I'm a tech girl at heart. I love the fact that technology is going to replace the administration and the lower level decision-making. That actually makes me happy because I feel like the real value for PMO people, project delivery people, people doing strategy delivery work, all of them. I believe that their real value is in the higher level thinking, higher level strategizing, higher level relationship building, and support activities to help ensure that the whole strategy gets delivered. So to me, this is all good news, right? If the job that you have is administrative, then that is why your executives see you as administrative. If you're checking boxes and filling out templates, as opposed to driving real meaningful business decisions and really good conversations and building relationships, good. That's the roles that we need to automate and streamline. What we need to shift our focus on for all of these impact drivers listening is where the better work is that can't easily be replaced with a robot, right? 
Yeah. And that's it exactly. But there's a few interesting implications there. So first, what if you are a person that likes doing all this admin drudgery work? And there are people that find that fulfilling. None of us, right. but some people <laughs> do. So right. those people have got an issue. They do. Yeah, they, they got a serious issue. The other challenge, though, is if even if you are focused on the higher level thinking and strategy and all this sort of stuff, but part of your job right now is also this drudgery work. Well, once that drudgery work goes away, what are you going to fill your time with? Hopefully more strategy work and more of this high, right. high value, impactful type work. But so are all the rest of your colleagues. So yeah. there's only so much work, right? And so I think this is the problem. So as the drudgery work gets automated away, if you can't work your way into a position where you can do more value-added work, then you've got a problem. So what I'm seeing in organizations is a lot of like quiet firing, basically. So mm-hmm. as productivity improves, the organizations will stop re-upping contracts, for example. So the contractors are going to get it. As usual, they're going to be the right. first to go. And so they just won't be brought back in again, or people won't be replaced as they retire and, and things like that. So we're going to see a lot of that sort of stuff over this coming decade. So I think PMs, all white collar workers, but certainly PMs really need to start positioning themselves now to make sure that they're constantly finding the next role where they can add value because some people aren't going to make it into the lifeboat. It's as simple as that. Right. And that is the hard truth. But again, I'm still okay with it because this is what we've been telling people for over a decade. This is the kind of stuff that in my company, we've been teaching people PMO leaders, project leaders to elevate their game. We call it becoming an impact driver. And when you are an impact driver, you are not administrative overhead. You are not box checking. You are not moving things around on a Gantt chart that can be automated. And you are doing the real meaningful value-driven work where you are helping business leaders make good decisions. You're helping the organization move forward. You're building strong relationships. You're getting in the hearts and minds of your stakeholders, you can understand what really matters to them and solving those problems. That that business problem solving, help supportive decision-making role, et cetera, is not something that is going to be nearly as easy to automate, at least not in the next several years. So it's a pretty safe bet for a while. Yeah. Uh, at some point, maybe we're going to have robots that look like us and <laughs> are better at doing what we do because they don't have to sleep. I don't know. But for the meantime, I think that's a safer bet. If you're feeling like your work is administrative or your organization is treating you that way, then that is your warning sign that you need yeah. to make a shift, right? Exactly. And I think just be aware. It's one of those things. It's like the metaphor of the frog in a pan of water and you yeah. slowly raise the heat. Over the next few years, the heat is going to get raised on us. And I think it's pretty easy to be calm about it and say, hey, I'm having a good time in this hot tub. This is awesome. Oh, wait a minute. I'm now soup. How did that happen? And by the time you realize that you're soup, it's too late. You can't jump out of the pan anymore. And I'm really concerned about that. So I think there's great opportunities for PMs to become more impactful, but be aware of the threats. And the other challenge too, which doesn't get talked about enough, I think, it's not just about PMs. It's also about other professionals in your organization. And they're in the exact same boat and the same thing's happening to them. And they've got to also look for these more value-added positions and to become more valuable themselves. So you're going to have more and more people fighting it out for fewer and fewer roles. And I think there's going to be nowhere to jump. And I think, so if you're looking at it just from the point of view of being a PM, that's hard enough. 
but you've mm -hmm. really got to look at it from the point of view of being one of the people at the organization, because there's going to be other people that are looking yeah. at these senior PM jobs thinking, you know what, I'm really good at finance. I can pop into a PM job easily enough and add value there. So you'll be all going to be competing with people you're not used to competing against. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so now that we've scared everybody. Yeah, it was gonna, <laughs> I apologize if nobody can sleep tonight. <laughs> well, let's solve that by talking about where the real opportunities are. So let's dig into that a little bit more. Where are the opportunities to leverage AI and still thrive in your role if you're a project manager or PMO leader? There are a lot of great opportunities. Well, frankly, there's going to be a lot of AI projects uh, yeah. over the next few years, right? You're you're right. probably seeing them already in your organization. Sure. If not, you're going to soon because nobody can afford to ignore this AI stuff anymore. And so, and it's actually one of the things I'll be talking about at the summit will be what is an AI project and how do you be successful at it? So there's a lot of opportunity, just learning more about AI in general and understanding it because it's about more than chat GPT, right? Like everybody's gotten, right. so chat GPT has really sort of made AI sexy and made it right. clear to everybody that this stuff's going on. And it's really sort of the first time, but we've had AI on our phones for a decade, right? Like Siri and Alexa yeah. and, and all this sort of stuff. And it never really got people going, but now people are phenomenally interested about chat GPT and DALI and right. all the art generation things. So it's about more than just that. So yeah really going to happen is you're going to have narrowly focused AI, like these foundation models being used to do real business functionality in your organization. How do you bring those in? Or how do you even create your own? For a few organizations, they'll create their own. Most will leverage an existing model in the cloud or bring it on-prem. But right. regardless, you're going to train it on your own data. And how do you do that? And do you have the data? Do you know how to deal with the bias stuff? Do you understand the governance and the responsible right. AI? data and all this stuff. So there's a lot of very significant aspects to these AI projects that you need to be up to speed on. And it's not your grandfather's project. Predictive strategies will not work for AI. Yeah, You can take that to the bank. You need a really evolutionary approach. If you're trying to predict things, forget it. I was working with an organization just a while ago and very smart people, leading edge stuff, mm -hmm. but you run into what's called an edge case, like something that doesn't work. And suddenly mm. three months, just congratulations, three months just got added to your project. And you didn't find out about that until you're six months into your nine month project. Now it's going to be another three months and there's nothing you can do about that. You've just blown your date. You've wow. blown your budget, you've blown your date. Congratulations. Oh, and there's several other edge cases coming your way that you haven't stumbled into yet. Uh, oh, so wow. that's the reality. I mean, yeah. We could do a whole session just on that. That's pretty cool. And, but what that's, I want to make sure everyone's following along here. What that means is, is that the traditional ways of planning and managing work aren't going to work going forward. That means, that, and you're going to talk about that a little bit at the summit, right? So people can learn more about that. Okay, good. Because that's a whole thing we need to dive into here is that what do you do if your traditional planning approaches don't work? And I think that's kind of what we've been trying to explain to people for a while now is that the PMO, for example, or your strategy delivery, your transformation team, can't just set out a set of projects for a year and everyone's just slogging through these projects because something like a few years ago with the global pandemic happens and everybody needs to shift or make a pivot overnight. And the PMO either got left in the dust or drove that change, right? Same thing here. We're seeing, I mean, a perfect example, all these software vendors that you might use to do your project or portfolio management or your resource management are all starting to incorporate AI. 
that wasn't on their roadmap a year ago for most of them. And they had to stop what they were doing, reprioritize and make a pivot in order to be able to not be left behind by their competition who was incorporating AI, right? So it's a perfect example of organizations needing to make a shift quickly and either the PMO and the project teams and the delivery people are on the bus and they're driving the change or they are left in the dust. So this is all just perfect example. So I'm glad you're going to dive more into how do you actually plan and manage AI type projects that are going to literally be changing overnight. And good luck finding people. Yeah. (laughs) Because everybody wants to do it all at once, right? Yeah. But yeah, your point to this, if you've been doing annual planning, more than likely AI, just the popularity of AI has just completely thrown away your 2023 plans. And let alone like the second half of 2023, which we're going into. I guarantee you, whatever plan you've got today, it will be a write-off in September. Especially if you're in the tech space or doing anything with AI, for sure. So that's a pretty tight timeframe. So what do you think just like generally for the PMO and project people listening, what kind of timeframe do you think all of this shift to incorporating more AI into their day-to-day jobs or into the way they do their work, when do you think that's all going to happen? It's happening right now. So the vendors are putting AI into their stuff, whether you like it or not. It's in there now, (laughs) let alone the new stuff that they're adding. So it's coming your way no matter what you do. But I think the real question is, is when is your organization going to do specific stuff? So if you're working for a big bank company, when is big bank company going to do AI? Well, Big bank probably is already doing AI stuff, but certainly they'll be ramping it up. And so how do you build teams and how do you get going on that? So over the next few years, we're going to see more AI-oriented projects and we're going to see more AI-oriented functionality added to project management and to development and operations and all that good stuff. So it's coming right now. I think the impacts, though, will, I think the 2020s, it's just an absolutely fascinating decade. It'll be one of those things where it'll seem like slow change. We really are frogs in a pan of water at the present moment. By 2030, we're going to be looking back going, oh my God, I can't believe all this happened. The world of 2030 will be significantly different for white collar workers than 2023 is. Wow. And uh, we're going to stumble through some of it. And who knows what the vendors are going to do, right? Like the AI space is hyper competitive. And so next month, it will be completely different than it is today. Yeah, for sure. So really quick story, because I was thinking about this as you were saying this, this is the next big boom, like the World Wide Web kind of thing was back then, right? Back in the day. When I was getting my computer science degree, I went to work for the, my college, I went to Virginia Tech, go Hokies. I went to work for the computer science department. So I worked full time to put myself through school and decided I might as well just dive in with head first and went to work for the computer science department. Well, we, Virginia Tech was the first college in the world to require its grad students to do their theses and dissertations electronically for this thing coming called the World Wide Web. And so that does date me. So it was a long time ago. But what was so cool was that all of these grad students had no idea why this was so important. And here we were trying to explain to them this World Wide Web thing that was coming. And now today, you couldn't even imagine not having your thesis or dissertation available via the internet. And back then it was like, what are you talking about? What is this thing you're talking about? It was just mostly the governments and some digital campuses around the world. That was it. And so it was really cool to see that transformation start to finish, right? But it was even before me because my grandfather 
was speaking of grandparents, not your grandparents' projects. My grandfather was working on ship to ship and ship to shore communications for the military back when he was in the military and then retired from the military. And I was thinking as we were talking about AI, I feel like when I was in my early years of my career, still doing web development and computer development things, I remember we were using artificial intelligence and decision-making software and rules-based engines to determine which loans we would take as in a secondary mortgage market. So AI is actually not new, just like the internet wasn't really new back when we were calling it new. It was being done in the governments around the world way before it was mainstream. Same thing with AI. You don't think of it as mainstream like ChatGPT, but we were using that kind of tech to make decisions. Humans weren't involved. So I guess what's really cool to see is like you said, the time frame is now. It's actually yesterday. It's been going on for decades. And now it got sexy. It got mainstream, right? In the recent years. It really is a cool time to get to know what's going on because it's here, baby. And it's going to be pretty cool. What's really interesting, I'm glad you brought the internet up because I'm probably going to get the numbers wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, it took when the World Wide Web got announced in the early 90s or whenever it was, it took yeah. years to get to the point where there was 100 million users of the World Wide Web, right? Yeah. Which is darn fast. Yeah. It took electricity, yeah. I think, 70 years to, to accomplish uh-huh. this thing, right? Yeah. So everybody said, wow, look how fast the internet got adopted. Well, ChatGPT hit 100 million users in two months. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Oh my gosh. So this is what we're dealing with, right? And yeah. let alone just the multitude of stuff. Like today, there will be several announcements by vendors, some AI, cool AI thing. Guaranteed. Right, right. Any given day right now. And it's just speeding up. So it's coming our way. Now, a lot of those are going to fail. <laughs> but some yeah. of them are going to do really, really well. Right. And, uh, like ChatGPT. Yeah. 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 Who knew? Right. Yeah, the ChatGPT guys had no idea. It was that. Was right. No idea. <laughs> it could have been just something that a few people found out about it and maybe a couple thousand people and that was it. And then boom, overnight, it was a sensation. It was, okay. So what advice do you have as we wrap up here for project managers and PMO leaders, business agile transformation leaders, strategy delivery leaders, all the people that are responsible for supporting and driving change in their organization? What advice do you have for them on how to be successful in this new AI world? And of course, the first bit of advice I have for them is to go watch your session at the Impact Summit in September. But before that, how can they get ready? Of course. Yeah. So do some learning on AI. There's a lot of great material out there. Um, there's probably too much material out there, but um, so yeah, you've sure. got to sit through a lot of stuff. But you want to get ahead of AI, understand what it is, get ahead of it, play with stuff, right? When new features come out in whatever tools you're using, learn what they are and start using them. They're not, right. not going to be perfect on day one, but pretty quickly they'll get to be pretty impressive. And yeah. don't get fooled by everybody likes to slam chat GPT right now. Because it's not perfect. Well, you know what? It's not perfect. So what? But it's spectacularly amazing for what it can do. And for a productivity enhancement tool, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. At the present moment, the Writers Guild of America for the movie industry is is on strike, effectively striking against ChatGPT because they're trying to protect themselves from the impact of AI because they know they're cooked. Yeah. They're cooked anyways. I think they're trying to, if they can put it off by a few years, it'll be okay. So they wow. know they're in trouble. So watch what's going on because they're the canary in the coal mine for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think you need to recognize that. But also realize that your organization's data, I harp on this a lot, the quality of your data is absolutely critical. 
right now, the AI internal AI projects have a fairly high failure rate, and it's because of the quality of the data. And mm. garbage in, garbage out in in yep. AI world. So yep. you know, if your organization has allowed data technical debt to uh, grow, and like ninety nine percent of organizations have done that, you know you're in trouble. Some of these projects might get derailed. You have to focus on fixing the data for months or even a couple of years before you're in a position to actually do the AI project that you want to do. Wow. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. So you've all heard it here, Impact Drivers. This is coming. It's here. So it's time to get ready. And this is the perfect kick in the rear that we all need to make sure that the work we're doing is not administrative and that we can use technology, including AI, to help streamline and automate the work that does need to get done, but doesn't have to be done by humans so that all of you can be focused on doing that higher valued work. So make sure you come to Scott's session at the Impact Summit this year. Just go to impactsummit.global, register for free today, and let's keep this conversation going because I'm sure by the time that we're watching this session in September, things are going to have changed even more. So Scott, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. And this is really exciting. It is. Yeah. And I hope people can sleep tonight. <laughs> Did a bit of fear mongering, but. Well, well, but it's, it's, not, it's reality. Yeah, it is it's, reality. Yeah. Go in yeah. eyes wide open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is the call to action. All of us need to make sure that we elevate our impact. And that is exactly what this summit in September is all about. So let's do this. All right, that's it for this session, Scott. Thank you so much again. And I look forward to seeing more to come in the coming months and years. Thank you, yeah. All right, that's it for this session, Impact Drivers. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for elevating your impact the way you're doing it. And I'd love to hear from you how you are incorporating AI into your work so that you can get focused on the higher level work that matters most. Bye-bye for now.